Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Muse Report. Now, today we are going to do something that I have never done before. I'm trying it out. And um, I was going through my old episodes. I like to kind of just go back and listen to things to see where I can improve and get better. And I was listening to an episode that I did a while ago. It's actually episode number 12. Um, and I was listening to it and I was like, man, <laughs> there were so many things that I would have done in that episode uh, now if I had the knowledge I knew now uh, back then. And it was a little slow, a little monotonous, but the information in that episode was so, so good. And I was looking at my stats and it didn't quite get as many uh, listens as I wanted to get um, back then. So, you know, I think I could get more listens now, of course, since the podcast has grown. Um, and I really think that the information that is in there is so important. So many people can use it, um, but some people don't go back that far into the archive to see um, what that episode was. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to replay that episode for you but i'm going to just break it down into smaller uh quicker bits so i'm going to do a little bit of commentary um and you'll hear a little bits and pieces of the podcast really just getting to the content and the information so it could deliver as much value as possible um in the shortest amount of time so that's what we're going to do in this episode this is a redo or a commentary of episode number 12 the philosophy of fear with adrian wesney let's get into it Loading. Extra, extra, read all about it! It's a case study for success. Be teachable. What better way to learn than to just ask? The learning process becomes a journey. Turning dreams into realities. Part of execution is, is totally believing whatever you're doing is going to work. What are your passions and what are your gifts? And that's where it really starts. Chances are for taking. Take a chance on yourself. Any and everyone is capable of being a leader. You're not going to have all the answers immediately. Wow. Mentors to, to expose you to things that you otherwise wouldn't know. It was all I thought about and dreamed of. Like, I, I would literally get up in the morning, practice, because I knew the opportunity, the time would come. Just do it. in this episode is adrian wesney is a producer a pianist musician a composer arranger um so he's a he's a musician and in its entirety and often he'll use the word music um while he's talking because that's what he knows that's what he does um but i want you while he's talking to throughout this episode uh replace that word music with visionary or or creative or photographer or whatever you identify yourself as an entrepreneur replace that word music and insert who you are into that spot um, and everything will kind of come into context of what he's talking about so as ideators visionaries creatives 
we often see ourselves somewhere in the future, somewhere big, somewhere awesome. Uh, we want to be able to play like our favorite musician. We want to be able to sing. We want to be able to have that many subscribers. We want to have that six, seven figure business. But often we don't know where to start. We don't know how to start from ground zero to get to where that point is. Often we just want to jump there and, and have what we envision for ourselves. But uh, he talks a little bit about starting with the basics and being taught basics. And it's something that we often don't want to hear. But his take on it really reminds us the importance of starting at ground zero. Let's see what he has to say. Basics and being taught basics, I know in my case, was was a good thing uh, because um, sometimes musically I was just so bent on just breaking all the rules. I, I, I don't know. I didn't know what what rules. You know, I'm playing this hymn. You know, every day at worship, mom. And why do we have to play a fifth chord to the one chord? Can't we go to the two to the five to the one? It's just like, it's just like, no, junior, play it right. You know, and uh, uh, playing it right is what I had to learn to do. Uh, probably in my case, if I didn't learn those basics, I would not have played it right. And um, if you're doing very creative stuff, you still got to play that right. So this might be a problem for some people. Some people really just don't want to start at ground one. They say, I don't want to start from the bottom. The bottom, the bottom isn't where it's supposed to, where I'm supposed to be. Uh, and if you can do it without learning the basics, by all means, and you're successful, go ahead. Uh, you're in a minority. But for most people, they need to learn the basics to learn how to break the rules. So quick story. I wanted to play the drums when I was younger and I begged my mom and dad for some drum lessons. And when I went to my drum lessons, I was ready, you know, beat on the drums, ready to just rock and roll. And the teacher gave me some rudiment charts and gave me a, a workbook that I had to write in and write out note values. And I said, I want to play the drums. I don't want to do this. And he said, you got to learn the basics first. Did I stick with drums? No, I did not. And it kind of segues into the next point that our guest is making, uh, where your passion has to connect with your creativity. If you don't have the passion for what you are doing, you're not going to take the time to learn the basics. And therefore, you're shortcutting yourself and you will never, ever reach your full potential. So connecting your passion to creativity. Let's get into that. Um, I, I believe, uh, though, that um, the music has to speak. Uh, the music has to touch. Uh, in in the, the, the realm of music I've been working in, commercial music, uh, th there has to be a purpose to it. And somehow, you know, you have to connect your creativity to a purpose. Uh, I believe that those who are very creative uh, have that attachment. It's, 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 uh, they're expressing something and the purpose uh, of their, um, their communication through music uh, is uh, to affect that purpose, uh, to affect that, uh, that, that communication. And so uh, either way you look at it, there's, there's a purpose behind the music. And um, I think when musicians grow up or mature and realize that it's not just for their fun, it's beyond them, uh, they, they rise to another level. Okay, so you learned the basics and you found out that this is truly your passion. It is time to hit the road and get started, right? Well, you always have to think about the haters and the, the doubters and the people who honestly do care for you the most in your ear saying, are you sure this is what you really want to do? Are you sure this is feasible? Are you sure this is sustainable? What do you do next? 
sometimes it feels unsafe. Sometimes it feels like you're going out on a limb. But how do you handle the pressures, the fears of possibly being a failure? Or possibly letting the people that care about you most, letting them down? Let's see what Adrian has to say about this. First of all, I wasn't thinking I was going to be a working musician. I didn't think most people in my position could do that. So I looked for uh, what I thought was uh, a well-traveled road, you could put it that way, uh, a security. And then, of course, you know, uh, my parents not knowing, you know, uh, working musicians per se, you know, were kind of uh, not too uh, into the music thing, but yes, the science thing or the, um, the pastoral road or uh, the teacher educational road, you know, all, all of those, yes, uh, those are good uh, roads to, to follow. And I do believe that they are. Uh, I have been um, uh, positively affected by good teachers. I've been positively, positively affected by uh, great ministers and pastors, mentors. Uh, I have also been uh, positively affected by uh, many, many uh, physicians who are in my life, both as, as relatives and uh, friends, friends of my parents and now friends of mine. And so uh, there are other uh, you know, professions that I, I looked at and, um, and that are good and upright professions. And uh, for me, as a, as a, as a thought of a, uh, a religious musician came up, I could not personally connect the dots between that and life and livelihood, even though it was something I really enjoyed. By this time now, coming out of college, I was like, wow, this is, you know, yeah. I, I had done so much uh, music in, in my college days as, as, a, as extracurricular activity that it was, well, yeah, that's, this, is, this is fun. We had, uh, as a college musician, I had, uh, was pretty well-traveled. Actually, as a Pine Forge musician, I was pretty well-traveled. And, and Cleveland, you would know that because, you know, you've done the same thing. Uh, so, um, you know, it was, uh, well, we can't, I, I can't connect the dots. So we'll, we'll uh, take this course of study and we'll prepare for something that's traditional. And then maybe as I go through life, I might find some little pockets of time that I could eke out and do some something I enjoy like music or you know aviation or something else um, part of it was was fear uh, for me uh, the fear of of not being able to make a living uh, the fear of not being uh, um, accepted by the broad uh, scope of, of, of people who I considered to be my judges, you know, and you know, you include parents with that, but there are others looking on who are watching your career and, you know, yes. And, um, and in my life, uh, I, I'll have to uh, interject this and, and uh, those listening uh, who, are, uh, who are Christian will, will understand this. Um, my uh, growth in getting to know Christ uh, played, I think, a, a large role in me hearing Christ call me to do music. Um, thank, I'm thankful that I was in a position to hear and understand that that was what was going on. Uh, and that call came, and once I answered that, 
it has been uh, a nonstop uh, uh, life <laughs> since then. Uh, it's one that I couldn't have written the story about looking forward, but as I now have been blessed to have some time to look back at where I've come from, it, there's just some fantastic things that, that God has done for me, through me, uh, and have had the chance not to know that that was a calling, and thank God I, I at least uh, answered answered it. And even though I may have been fearful in stepping out uh, outside of my box, uh, my financial box, my um, even as a musician, you know, and, and you, you would understand this uh, singing in you know one of the, with one of the top groups in this in this country in this world, really, uh, that uh, people can say. Oh, you're so talented and everything. Oh, that's great. You just do such a great job. That's one thing. It's another thing when it's time to pay that car note <laughs> or to or to put gas in the car. Yes, and it, those uh, those uh, lauded comments, uh, as much as they bolster my soul, uh, you know, don't don't go further than that. You know, and at some point I had to to uh, connect those, and I have to say this uh, carefully because it is the encouragement of many people that really kept me going. And it may sound like I'm saying that encouragement wasn't enough. However, uh, to connect the dot between uh, uh, what people say, uh, what I thought about what they said, and what God actually did. It, it's a complex thing, but when it's all put together, and thank God he's allowed me the blessing of being able to look back and see that, and he actually even, even hear some of the comments about what the music that I've been involved in has done for people. Right. Yeah, often musicians don't even get that, yeah. that blessing, but that has added encouragement to me uh, greatly, and uh, it's really you know, kind of knocked me in the head about me. Well, you think you're doing nothing here, and this is the effect. That is the effect. And um, I would say that there are many uh, musicians coming up who um, may be having trouble connecting, uh, relating their talent to what they actually, what, what's actually happening in in their lives. You know, where they feel they can go, what people around them are saying. And what I can say is it, it, it is difficult to step out of your box, but it is something that um, more of us should be, uh, should, should, should be able to do, uh, should be encouraged to do, uh, because wonderful things can happen when you go beyond your finite, you know, mind and thinking and what you think and stretch out to what what god might have you to do uh, and uh wonderful things always happen when when that's done yes I, I definitely so and that's to me that's been icing on the cake i didn't really expect this fulfillment thing you know but wow man hmm Okay, so you're probably thinking, all right, all right, all right. I need to break out of my box. I need to break out of my box. I'm not going to let 
society, the status quo, confine me to what it wants to do for me. I am going to make a difference in the world on my own terms. All right. All right. So how do I move forward? What are some practical steps, some tips I could use to muster up the strength and the courage to know that me going into this space is going to be okay? Hmm. Let's see what Adrian has to say. Well, I think first of all, uh, you've you've got to uh, learn something about uh, about faith, and the best place to learn that is from Christ. And so, uh, making sure you are rooted and grounded in the Word, and and that you have this relationship with Christ, that you know that that that's a relationship, not just a you know. Uh, doing the rules stuff. It's got to be a relationship. Uh, And in that relationship, I think Christ begins to uh, show us, tell us, uh, influence us as to, and and in the word, it even addresses being in in the box. You know, Uh, there there are many texts that we can get into about that, that Christ addresses this, quote, box of fear. In fact, and perfect love casts out fear. So in order to address your question of stepping out of that box, we have to go to Christ first. Second, in my opinion, um, education is, is, is key and is necessary. I think that education is a part of a person is not the whole person, but it is a tool, it is a subset of who you are. And that education, we must understand that's not an end in itself, or it's not an end road. Your degree isn't an end road. Uh, If you think it is, then you're gonna stop learning when you graduate from your degree, but that's not, that's the time that you're just beginning yeah. to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as soon as many of us get that in our, our being, in our heads, you know, uh, then the learning process becomes a journey and your college degree and your masters become sort of waypoints in that journey, but you never stop learning. That's one of the things I've discovered as, as a musician that I, I, I just don't stop learning. Um, yeah, there are certain things, you know, you do all the time and you've learned to, you know, to score for strings and this is how you write the voicing and whatever. But, but uh, new things come along, new, new applications come along all the time. And if you uh, are reverting to what you have learned, uh, I'm sorry, how you've done things over, over and over and over, uh, that uh, can be, in my opinion, a, a recipe for, uh, for, failure because you're just going to stop third thing just really quick to answer your question and in conjunction with number two that I just mentioned is that um, uh, learning to solve problems learning to 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 make things happen uh, is 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 another key thing Uh, you make it happen you 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 me 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 okay so so uh, if um, if you can uh, get the mindset 
of, well, I can, I can solve this or I can address this issue or this problem. There's a way to do that and really, you know, put your mind to it, uh, your, your efforts uh, to it, physical efforts to it. Uh, it might be financial uh, uh, resources it might have to be put into something. Um, you can, um, you can accomplish, you can make something that you never thought was possible. You can be somewhere you never thought was possible, okay? And, uh, and any education that doesn't provide you with problem-solving uh, skills is not a complete education, in my opinion. I am just so thankful that through the years, as in the different places that I picked up my, my education, you know, bits of knowledge here and there, uh, there's kind of one common thread. I don't know how God and his timing worked this out, but um, I always had to be in a situation where I had to solve problems, okay? For, even from Pine Forge, you know, Mr. Jones sent us home with, with homework that yeah, he might have known maybe somewhat the answer to, but he may not have known that we could actually, yeah, that we could really do that. Yeah. And he, you guys work on these, you know, 300 problems there. And a few of us, you know, would come back with this, this stuff done. And he'd say, yeah, okay. Um, the fact that you, uh, you worked on this is good because there oftentimes was just not one uh, particularly right answer. It was the fact that you worked on it and you could explain what you did to get it done. And the fact that you spent time trying to solve this was more of the, uh, the, 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 the yeah, yeah. So, and it continued in college and had a group of professors uh, there at, at uh, Washington Adventist U University at the time. It was called Columbia Union College. And uh, we were graded on our ability to solve problems. We hated it coming up, but now I look back and it was just, just the thing we needed right. because now I'm I'm used to that and I'm not afraid of it. I wasn't afraid of it. I didn't know I wouldn't be afraid of it, but I'm just not. And so, um, if there's uh, anything I can say to answer the question you just asked, Levon, uh, it would be in those three things: Christ and and uh, solving, learning to, to solve issues, and solve problems, and. Uh, and the fear, the fear factor, just, just getting rid of the fear. I'm going to drop my two cents on this topic as well. Well, I recently finished a book. Um, I'm pretty sure most people know it because it's a uh, New York Times bestselling. Uh, the 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris. And um, basically what he was saying, because he, he kind of addresses this philosophy of fear and how it holds us back to living our fullest lives when we are most able to live our fullest lives. And um, what he kept going back to, what, well, not what he kept going back to, but what he stated over and over again is that either the risk that you're taking, the results aren't that bad, and they could be handled within a matter of a short time, reverse, basically, or they never happen at all, and you're perfectly fine, you start back from where you were, worst case scenario. And uh, also, or... The results are that you receive an increase in livelihood or financially or whatever. So basically what he's saying is you're afraid of either being able to get back to where you were extremely quickly 
the fear of nothing happening or the fear of success. So <laughs> when you think about it like that, you're like, well, dang, um, what am I worrying about then? Um, and just having that mindset of uh, either I could go back, I could go, I could go forward, or I could just be where I am anyway, uh, kind of just takes out a little bit of that sting that you think might be there. And um, I just admonish everyone listening uh, that if they have something that they've been struggling with um, in the Valley of Decision, just to think about, basically, think about it uh, in, a, in a realistic way. I'm a very detailed person. So I will actually, you know, just write down, well, what can I lose? Uh, okay, well, I might financially, like, uh, lose this amount of money that I know I could get back to that job and I could remake that money in a, in, a, in a short amount of time. So let me set this up so that I'm taking a leave of absence instead of quitting or something like that. And um, writing it down so that it's, uh, tangible and and uh, organized, not going off on a whim. I don't. I don't. I think calculated risks are way better than just f yes. impulse moves, and um, breaking it down. And I think that could take a lot of the, just the sting out of, out of the whole fear factor um, of of what you're trying to do. So let me ask this: Can fear be a good thing? Fear usually has a pretty negative connotation, but can we harness fear and use it to our advantage? Let's try to look at both sides of the spectrum here. There's pros and there's cons. Let's see what our guest has to say about this. Fear can be a catalyst for action. Uh, it can be a catalyst for appropriate action. And so uh, being fearful for fearful sake is not the, the thing that, that we, we want you know, to stay in. But uh, the, the fear of, uh, <laughs> okay, so you guys are, I, I just bare my soul here, you know, and, and I guess you're the only person that can get me to do that on a show like this. Um, the fear that I have to get a project done by a certain date, deadline, is a good fear probably because <laughs> it, it kicks me into action because I know <laughs> if mine isn't done, then... My client is losing a, you know, is, is dealing with a lot of money down the road and that's going to come back to affect me. You know, you see that? So, yes. So um, if, if fear had a good side, uh, in my case, it would be that. Yeah. Yes. There's also the, the, the fear of, of um, you know, for some of us in, in, in business, um, we, uh, we work. And then we get, say, get paid, you know, based on the work that we do project by project, in my case. And um, that can vary from month to month. You may have a good month. You may have a month where nothing comes in. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the, you know, Wesley Productions, uh, that's how things can be. And uh, used to be fearful of, the fact that, well, I don't know what's coming in this month, and so I can't budget. Um, uh, God has, uh, you know, blessed us tremendously so that we have been able to ride over that uh, financially. So I don't have those fears anymore. And whenever things get to be what most people would consider to be uh, lean or to be, you know, yeah, that's you're getting to the edge, uh, I've just really been around God long enough to know that, that's going, that's going to, we were going through, yeah, we're going through that. And without fail, that has been the case. 
So I've been making an assumption this whole episode, and that is you are in the process of trying to build something. You're building your vision. Well, I think everyone is continuously building their vision, but what if you've already established yourself? What if you had done the things that we already talked about? You learned the basics. You discovered what you're passionate about. You conquered the fear and got out of your box. And you are just kind of, you know, like, well, what's next? I've kind of done what I've set out to accomplish. How do you keep your foot on the gas and keep moving forward? Well, that's exactly what our guest talks about to close out this episode. And I think it is just so, so good. Let's hear what he has to say. You know, I have always uh, gone through this uh, reevaluation of where I am. What am I doing? Is do we want to continue this forward? And um, and uh, sometimes, I, you know, I wonder, well, yeah, this is it's a lot of work. I could just be sitting collecting a check, <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially, you know, as as things ha- have progressed to the point where you know the, the business was uh, growing bigger and bigger and doing more complicated projects um, involving, you know, technologies and um, and uh, and there's a point where you wonder, well. And it's, uh, I, I could just you know take a rest because because you're out there kind of on the cutting edge by yourself, you know, and um, cutting through bush that that people behind you if they're coming you know, it'd be easier. And if I was going behind someone, you know, it would have been easier. But it's it's it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's it, it's tough stuff. So you wonder after a while, well, yeah, take a rest and stop and and do something that is seemingly easier. Um, in all cases, the things I consider would be less fulfilling, um, and. Uh, at my last reevaluation, uh, I had decided well, we're gonna continue a little longer, <laughs> okay? Uh, and so um, God's given us the energy and the and the health and the wherewithal to to uh, to keep keep pioneering. And uh, you know, I I I used to complain about difficult projects, and I've had lots of them, lots of unusual applications uh, put in in situations with people or. Uh, or specifications that, you know, most people would say, ah, we, we can't do that or we're not going to mess with that. And uh, we've taken them on and uh, I always learn something from them. Um, and uh, coming through them, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just blessed. Uh, uh, a fulfillment factor that is uh, way beyond uh, description. Yeah. Even even if, you know, finances weren't way beyond description, you know. <laughs> which you would want them to be sometimes. But, uh, but uh, being able to hear how uh, people are made happy with the projects I've worked on is just, that's, it just takes me, you know, um, that's, that's a big reward for me now. Well, there you have it. That is this week's episode, The Philosophy on Fear 2.0, I would say. Um, I hope you enjoyed that format. It was something a little different. If you liked it, let me know. DM me on Instagram. Um, our information will be in the show notes, so you could just click on the link and go directly to our page. Um, and let me know how you like this format. Maybe I'll do more commentaries on uh, some keynotes or on some other things that you might enjoy. Also, screenshot that phone. Let me know that you're listening uh, so that I can see who's participating and getting this valuable information. Um, Hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned a lot. I know I learned a lot just by revisiting this episode. If you want to listen to this episode in its entirety, uh, you could just scroll down in the archive. It's episode number 12. Um, 
the philosophy of fear with adrian wesney and you can hear the whole episode um, with my voice as well in the interview um, thanks guys for tuning in this week uh, share this with your friends your colleagues your co-workers anyone who you think might need this information especially for my creatives visionaries entrepreneurs musicians uh, philosophers whoever you are that might be in this space who are trying to build something um, and might have some fears or some uh, things that you are struggling with trying to move forward share this with them um, and just don't hold this great knowledge to yourself thank you guys i'll talk to you next week Well, that's the end of our MRP episode. Thank you for listening, everything, but it's time to go. We'll have a new one for you next week on the flip side. But until then, don't kill the vibe. Subscribe, don't kill the vibe. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe. Don't kill the vibe. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe. Don't kill the vibe. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe. Don't kill the vibe. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe.